Hello, everybody, and welcome to the For the Win podcast. I am your Tuesday host, Charles Curtis, and it, it, we're recording this. It's a week away from NBA action, live, regular season awesomeness from the league that has brought us so much fun and drama over the last few years. And I brought in uh, my guy, our For the Win video editor, uh, host, uh, does a lot of different stuff for us, but he knows his NBA. It's Evan Thorpe. What's going on, Evan? Hey, Charles. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. So today on this educational and fun podcast, uh, we will be discussing uh, topics including how many games will LeBron James and Lakers win? Will Kawhi Leonard be sold on staying with the Toronto Raptors after that big uh, trade sent him uh, up uh, up north? And who's winning Rookie of the Year? And if your answer isn't Doncic, I don't know who it's going to be, Evan, but we'll get into it. Uh, so first of all, like, who's uh, obviously the, the Golden State Warriors are the favorites. Is there any other team that you think of that you think the Rockets can 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 overcome them finally after that disaster of, of, of a seven game series last year? I think the Rockets did a good a good job in the offseason of signing another score, but I just don't know if you can rely on Carmelo and Chris Paul to like beat the uh, Golden State Warriors. I mean, they they came close last year, but people people sort of forget that Andre Iguodala was out majority of that series, and when he played with the Warriors, they were pretty much like the the most unstoppable team because they put in that death lineup or the mega death lineup, how they called it. And now, you know, you think about it, they might get Boogie Cousins in around that time healthy. And it's a problem having him out on the floor and you're trying to get Clint Compella to, to guard him possibly on the wing. Now you're taking out the shot blocker. And if you keep Clint Compella in the post, he could just pop, kick it out to Boogie for a three. Yeah, yeah. no, you're you're absolutely right. And and we were talking about how Clint Capella, who was, who, I just remember us talking about this, during the playoffs months ago, he's my guy. And he's sort of the, the interior defense key to the whole Houston Rockets kind of scheme on that end. And immediately when you think of that matchup, that's a great point about having to, to take him, you know, because Boogie, we know, can come, can shoot threes, he can shoot from the outside, he can come inside when he needs to. But by then, yeah, he's probably going to be full strength. It's unfair, but it's just the way it's going to happen. Um, and I guess it's a good time as any to talk about then LeBron and the Lakers, do they have any shot of even scraping at the surface of, of what will probably end up being that Western Conference matchup? No, I don't think so. I think people uh, don't realize, like, it's such a struggle for LeBron when he joins a new team because teams, a team has to learn to play around him. And I think you have a lot of guys who are rookies or like one or two years in trying to figure out their role on teams or in the NBA. And you have a lot of vets who, are trying to make a, a, a point or prove to other teams in the following year that, you know, they deserve a contract. So I think you're going to have a lot of like pull in between, you know, the vets there and the young guys, the Lakers probably want to produce and develop. But I don't think, I don't think LeBron's going to have such an easy time like he had in the past couple of years because he's playing in the West. Like the West is probably 10 times harder than it is playing in the East. The East had three or four good teams, but literally I think it was like four through nine last year were one or two games away from each other and making the playoffs. So it's a, a tougher conference and it's going to be a, 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 a huge learning curve for players trying to learn how to play with LeBron. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. And, and we, we asked the question on the outside of the podcast, well, how many games the Lakers win? Uh, what was the over-under you, you, you noted for me before we got on? Uh, 48 and a half. I'm taking the under. And they, they won 35 games last year. I think LeBron's worth 10 wins. So 45 seems about right. How about what, what's your take? Yeah, I had him around 44. I think uh, early on, you got to expect some 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 losses. And, you know, probably after the NBA All-Star break is probably when they start to, like, pick up momentum. And, you know, LeBron James is good for 10 wins on his own. But you got to think about it. They played Golden State, what, four times this year. That's going to be hard. And then you're not playing teams in the East two, three times. Like, you might get them – you know, once or twice, but you're going to play better teams throughout the year being in the West. Yeah, what what you said is true. I mean, let's look at, at last year's standings. Uh, the eighth seed was the Minnesota Timberwolves, who will, mm-hmm. we'll see if they come back there this year after whatever they do with Jimmy Butler. But then you've got the Nuggets, who I'm pretty sure will make the playoffs again, or not again, but they'll, they'll I would put them higher up as an eight or seven seed Spurs last year. I think they take a hit. Um, the Clippers were 42 and 40, and then you add the Lakers in leaping up, and all of a sudden it's like, uh, like how do you it, – it, it's, it's so much tougher. And also the factor that you pointed out, just the sort of the push and pull of this roster, it's like what is Lonzo Ball going to do if the ball's out of his hands? Um, yeah. You know, like are you turning him into a shooter with that, you know, maybe his, his new jump shot has been changed? I don't know. And you've got the the Rondo Lance Stevenson, um, Javale McGee mix in there, and I'm I'm sort of over like the idea that they're like the craziest people coming together on one team, and it's gonna maybe blow up. I think it's just really fun. I think that that LeBron looked in the preseason be like he's having a little bit of fun with this team. Um, he's you know he's won some rings. He's maybe this is his time to kind of shape a team uh, in a different way than he did in Cleveland on his own. Um, I have a question for you, Charles. Yes, what do you got? How many trades do they make before the All-Star break? We know LeBron is is known for changing up his team. If it's not flowing, do you see L.A. trying to add in another another All-Star? Or, you know, if there's some chemistry problems, getting rid of of the guys who, you know, are on one-year deals and trying to bring in some more team-friendly guys? Like, do you see them making big deals? No, and I, I think it's because they're setting up for the offseason where there's the possibility of Kawhi Leonard coming out west and and uh, who else is a free agent that I'm, I'm not thinking of who could be? Clay uh, Thompson could be uh, a free agent. Right, and Cl- I don't know if Clay would want to play with LeBron. I don't know. After all these years, I'm not so sure about that. But yeah, exactly. Like, that is a good point. Like, one of those guys could, could be coming there. And so meddling with, with things now. I think the eye is on the n- next summer and building toward that while also keeping this young nucleus intact. Because if I'm an opposing GM, I'm sitting there going, uh, give me Brandon Ingram if you want to trade me one of these other guys. Or give me... Um, cool. I don't think, yeah, exactly. Get, any of these guys. like Any, any young, young... You know, any of these young kids. Um, uh, Svi, even. You know, <laughs> throw him in. And I don't think the Lakers would do it. I just don't think they would. So there's a lot to, to kind of think about there. Um, other big pressing questions. Oh, do Actually, answer that one. Do you think they're going to make one of those crazy midseason trades, especially after what we saw, what happened with, with Cleveland last year? I could see them going after uh, probably like an, an all-star who's unhappy and is on their last year but could possibly re-sign with them. So it's like they, you know, they could give up some, some 
older guys who's on a one-year deal and try to bring in somebody. And it's almost like, all right, here's your audition to trial for us to see if we want to pick you up for next year. But it depends on who's available because, you know, right now it's only Jimmy Butler you're hearing about who's unhappy. But you never know who could come up during the season and be like, I don't want to play here anymore. Get me out of here. I just don't subscribe to the idea of making a midseason trade now if you if you think if you're a team that's sitting tight if like Magic Johnson's sitting there going, Yeah, we're not competing this year. Like let's just sit it out and, you know, gather up our all stars to make one run with LeBron. So I it's possible. It it's always possible. And especially with what we saw with the tinkering with, with Cleveland that made them into that contender last year. Uh mm-hmm. that worked. Um, over to the East for a second. Actually, before we go over to the East, let's, uh, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Support for For the Win comes from our friends at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, America's premier home purchase lender. Let's talk about buying a home. It can be one of the most important purchases you'll ever make. But today's fluctuating interest rates can leave you with unexpected higher payments, which can turn a great experience into an anxious one. That's why Quicken Loans created their exclusive power buying, power buying process. Here's how it works. They check your income, assets, and credit to give you a verified approval. This gives you the strength of a cash buyer, making your offer more attractive to sellers. Once verified, you qualify for their exclusive rate shield approval. They'll lock your interest rate for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. Then, once you've found the one, if rates have gone up, your rate stays the same. But if rates have gone down, you get to keep that new lower rate. Either way, you win. It's the kind of thinking you'd expect from America's largest mortgage lender. To get started, started, go to rocketmortgage.com slash FTW. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. All right, Evan. Let's go to the East. Are the Toronto Raptors winning the conference again? Does that happen? Yes. Oh, that's definitive. Oh, wow. That's yes. that's way more definitive. Over the Boston Celtics. Let's hear it. I, what do you got? I, I like Kawhi Leonard in uh, Toronto. I think people don't realize how good he is, defensive player, and how he can, like, pretty much he can cut off the head of a snake, which is a team's offense, and make you rely on other guys. And I know Boston, you know, they have, they're probably the deepest team in the NBA, but I think – you know, you got a proven leader and like you got a, one of the top four or five players in the league now where, you know, no, no, not to uh, uh, DeMar DeRozan, but Kawhi Leonard is a better player. He can, oh, yeah. he can better shots. He can defend the best player. And I think he might bring out more in those players just because like you, you're just playing with better talent now. I guess. I don't know. I, and I like, by the way, and there are those Raptors they didn't trade for Kawhi, which I'm really excited about, uh, that are young. And, like, their depth is something that I'm really impressed by. But how are you not seeing the Boston Celtics winning this this conference? And, by the way, you're a Sixers fan. You don't think the Sixers <laughs> can win, win that, that conference either, right? I think if, you know, Markel comes around and J.J. performs like he's doing in the offseason, I think he, he's perfect one game coming off the bench. I think that's a good role for him. He can provide that scoring for that second unit. And... I think the Sixers are probably second, third place like they were last year. I think it's really dependent on injuries because we know the Sixers can get injured really quick. And if they're healthy and, you know, some of those young guys continue to develop, you got your Sarge, you got your TJ McConnell, if those guys can improve, 
they might can compete for the second place, but I don't see them winning the first. Yeah, that's probably the case. I, I just think the Boston Celtics are too deep to to not get up on, on onto this conference. They are built to win now. And I just don't see the, the Raptors are most of the way there. And I, I definitely would love to see the two of them face off. But I mean, Kyrie will be healthy. Gordon Hayward will be healthy. Um, uh, you've got the young yeah, kids with Tatum and Brown. Yeah, go ahead. You, you my thing is, though, is you had uh, basically like three different teams play last year. You had, you know, the very start where everybody was healthy. And after that first minute in that first game versus Cleveland, then you had this is Kyrie's team, basically. Kyrie's team now, he's leading the way. And then when Kyrie went out, you had those young guys step up. My biggest question is, like, are those young guys going to be upset when the shots that they had during the playoffs are not there? You had Tatum kind of take over this offense and became, like, the go-to guy. You had Jalen Brown spotting up and driving. He was pretty much like the Scottie Pippen of that team, like, basically doing everything defensively, making open shots. Are shots going to be taken away from those two because Hayward's playing? You had Scary Terry go off and Marcus Smart kind of being, like, the two point guards, you know, is Scary Terry going to be looking at himself like, you know what, I, I deserve some of these shots that Kyrie's taken from me since he's been in it now. Also, you just don't know if, you know, Eagles will come in place. I know Brad uh, is a great coach, but if you have a team of players who all feel like they deserve something after a while, it starts to just mess up, that, mess with that locker room. I mean, I think I think they're going to have an okay season, like, I shouldn't say okay. I think they're going to have a good season. I think they finished second in the East. I think it's probably going to be like a three-game difference between them and Toronto. But I think they're going to have a hard time figuring out, you know, what lineups you're going to put in at the the end of the game. Uh, Who do you rely on to make a shot in clutch times? Because you can say you can give it to anybody. But, you know, a lot of times teams want to give it to a certain player and be like, Kyrie. Yeah, but you never know. (laughs) You never know. They could be like – uh, Kyrie has a tough matchup. Kawhi's on Kyrie. Now, who you give it to? Do you give it to Tatum or do you give it to uh, Gordon Hayward? Do we even know if Gordon Hayward can come back and be the guy he was before he got injured? So, a lot of questions, I feel like. Fair. I, 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 I think that's an argument. It's something to, to consider. I am sort of jumping on the fact that Brad Stevens, you know, all the genius talk was almost overblown. I think he knows how to coach the team. And I think if, if sort of the answer to all those questions is, if you young guys want to compete for a championship and go up against the, whoever comes out of the West, like you better fall in line. And this is a team that I think actually would be a good um, mid-season trade candidate if things are not going as well. Because, yes, there is the possibility of a lot of grumbling in that locker room. But, again, Brad Stevens and, and, and Kyrie hopefully will be the, the leader that he should be uh, there. I, I can see them dealing Jalen Brown and, and uh, uh, some other stuff for uh, maybe another shooting guard. I don't know. I'm sort of just thinking about, like, if they see themselves as contenders that could take on the the, the Warriors and lose, but still take them on. Um, I wonder if they'd make that deal. I think uh, I think if I was Boston, I might try to go after Jalen Brown. I mean, not Jalen Brown, but um, Jimmy Butler. That's interesting. That, that would be interesting. He, you'd slot him in at, at, at the two? Yeah, because I don't think they have a true two. I think you look at it, they have Kyrie, and then they have Brown, who's more of a small forward. You have Tatum, who's also a small forward, and you have Gordon as a small forward. And then your two reserves off the bench are pretty much two point guards with Smart and uh, Terry Rozier. So it's like they don't have a true two. Now, I could be wrong, and I, I haven't looked at the roster, but 
the guys do I, that I know on that team is more like a point guards, and then you have small forwards. I think they get a nice wing, like Jimmy Butler in there. You know, you could kind of do more. You're not going to be so big up front, which a lot of teams are trying to go smaller and quicker. So if you bring right. in another guard, you can actually match up with Golden State pretty well. You put Butler on, Tommy on Clay. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Kyrie on Steph. And then with those other three small forwards, you can you can match up, you know, who who do you want to put on who? Do you want to put Jalen Brown on uh, Draymond? Do you want to put Hayward on KD? Like, you could do more if you bring in another guard, like you said. I'm intrigued. I'm really intrigued. Let's go back to the Raptors just for a second. Do you think Kawhi stays there or do you think he, he bolts town? I guess the answer might be that it depends on what happens this year. Yeah, I think if if they can do what they did last year, I mean, they went 34-7 and seven at home. Like, that's kind of ridiculous. But if he could feel like this is the place that I can be not only a star but lead this city – with his country to a championship, I think he stays. You know, if he goes to L.A., you're going to be competing with LeBron. You're also going to be competing with the Warriors. Um, I don't know what other team could really, you know, get Kawhi in the office and be like, hey, we really want to sign you here. I think if he looks at it, Toronto, you could be the face of that basketball, of that country for basketball. You can't say that in a lot of places. Like LeBron and Steph Curry and Katie are pretty much the face across America for basketball, but he could be the face of Toronto for Toronto basketball. Yeah, I wasn't sold on that like two months ago. And now just sort of seeing where Kawhi is, you just see in front of the media in a funny way. Like, I'm like, he looks kind of comfortable. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and and I think that the team is, I'm not saying that that I still think they're going to win the division or the conference, but the team around him is kind of intriguing. Yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm with you on that. Who, give me two sleeper teams, maybe, uh, I don't know, two or three. Are there any teams you're, like, really excited about that aren't being talked about or, or you know, kind of we've talked about sort of the contenders. Anybody who you're, like, who's up and coming that you're excited yeah. about? Uh, a, a player and a team that you were really high on last year, the Pacers. I'm really excited yeah. for them. Yeah, same. Year. I was going to name them. Yes. Yeah. I last think they're they a dark horse in the East. Last year they went to Game 7 against the uh, Cavs, and I think – you know, they, get, they bring in Tyreek Evans. That's another ball handler for me. I think you're going to see Victor Oladipo transition to that next phase of NBA stardom. Like mm-hmm. last year, he was, you know, an all-star in the East. I think this year he's like top five players in the East. And I really think, you know, they felt they, they, they had it almost right there. But, you know, the best player in the league took it away from him. I think, you know, they're going to come back hungrier. And this team is – it's a young team. It's not like they have – you know, a lot of old guys that they're relying on vets. Like, they're young, and I think Oladipo is probably a good face for that franchise. Completely agree. I love their offseason. Corey Joseph is is underrated. Great, you know, uh, change of pace, guard off the bench. Terry mm-hmm. Evans and, and McDermott, who proved with the Knicks that he was still kind of decent. And, you know, yeah. again, like a good small forward off the bench. And then Sabonis, who... Uh, we'll see how much Thad Young, how long he needs to, to recover from what he's dealing with. And I just, I can't wait to see him play some more. Um, out of the West, I mean, I'm a, I've been, people who read our stuff on the internet probably know that I'm in love with the Denver Nuggets through mm-hmm. and through. They're just such a great team. I think Jamal Murray takes a step up. Jokic is probably a top 10 player and, and people will continue hopefully to recognize that. I just love the makeup. These are two teams we're talking about that are like these really good teams as a whole and that's uh, yeah. something i love in this in uh, despite i'm okay with the era of all these superstars getting together and whatnot but you know those who are two teams like? that are teams yeah who else you got i kind of like the thunder 
Yeah, absolutely. Why not? I really like the Thunder because, you know, you, you take away, it will, Carmelo's gone, so it's like less of a mouth you need to feed on the basketball court. And they, they brought in a lot of guys. They got Nolas Norell, who, you know, could be either your starting power forward, your backup center to Steven Adams. They got Dennis Schroeder, who's a tough point guard, especially coming off the bench. Like, you remember when they had, uh, oh, my God, what's his name? Reggie Jackson mm-hmm, back in yeah. Uh, Russ, like, that's the same type of mentality with Dennis. And I just think that one-two punch with uh, Russ and Paul George, like, it was good. I think a lot of times they had to give Melo the ball sometimes to keep him happy. Right. And have those two playing off and then everybody just knowing their role, like, hey, the, this is my role. This is what I need to do. I think they're going to surprise some teams. I'll give you one team that is a complete dark horse that probably won't make the playoffs, but I kind of want them to just to prove my point, which is the Brooklyn Nets are like a weirdly fun put together team. I went and watched them last year because I'm I live in New York. I love going to games there to see other teams. I went and watched your 76ers in person to, to see Embiid and all that. Um, but like I came away thinking like, man, the Nets play with like a lot of pace. They've got all these, they don't have a star, but they have all, they're well coached and they have this really good mix of like, weirdly good up and coming like Jared Allen is really good and Ron yeah. Hoss Jefferson is really fun to watch and um Crab off the uh, you know shooting from three like I, they I really want them to make the playoffs just for fun but they won't but, but that's another team by the way in two years we're gonna be talking about really good yeah they had a good and they got Ed Davis they got Jared Dudley two yeah. veterans who kind of like you know help mentor people they got Kenneth Reed from Denver so you don't know like he could bring some excitement with values from him to him from D'Angelo Russell, you got Shabazz Napier, so they got some they got some some quality players. It's yeah. just, you know, how many wins do you really expect this team to get? Like, I think what, 40, 40 wins is, you know, their ceiling. Yeah, probably. And and that that would be I, I would love to see that. Uh last question for you. Work of the year, who you got? So I know you're a big Luca guy. I am, I am. True. I'm going with the the guard, point guard from Alabama, Colin Sexton, I think with the expectations being so low in Cleveland, if he can get this team into the playoffs, I don't think it's a question if he's rookie of the year. It's going to be one of the things where, like, is this, like, the the, the next Kyrie, you know, the new face of Cleveland after LeBron leaves? And, and he's a dog. Like, yeah, I don't know if you saw him in the uh, national, in the NCAA tournament, him making the game win three. Yeah, then, oh, yeah. In the offseason, in the, uh, what is it, the NBA Summer League, Rookie Summer League, he was he was killing out there. And I think he has that dog mentality that a lot of a lot of rookies don't get until they're, you know, three or four years in the league. I think he's going to come out attacking people, and he's not going to be afraid of who's sitting in front of him. I mean, I, it's it's it would be – that's kind of a, like a, a sleeper pick there. I'm probably going with Doncic. I said at the beginning I was so certain about it. And then I was looking at the, the draft board and I was like, oh, DeAndre Ayton's just going to like do a yeah. lot for the Suns. So, I, you know, first overall pick. But I think it's Doncic. I just think he's just like watching his, his film from, from overseas. He's just so such good. a dynamic player. He's so good. And the Mavericks might surprise because of, of that backcourt. Um, and you know they added uh, DeAndre Jordan. Maybe he's he comes alive again, uh, like he did in the Clippers. Yeah. Another thing people don't realize is like he has the best mentor for somebody who came overseas and you know was able to have success in this league. And Dirk, Dirk can kind of mentor him and learning. You know, this is how things work in this league, opposed to over in Spain, and just having that comfort of somebody who 
who's been to where you want to go. Dirk has been, he's an NBA champion. He's been an all-star. So, you know, I don't know how many years he's going to play with Dirk, but to have that, that fellow overseas guy mentor you and just help you transition a plan into this league is going to help him a lot. Totally agree. Really excited about him. There are just so many other names in this draft that I'm so excited about, though, including Jared Jackson. Jared Jackson. This yeah. Was good, this was a good draft class. It was. I love the kid. Is it Shai Gilgis Alexander and uh, with the Clippers? Like, I think yeah. he's a dark horse, too. Like, I think he's going to have a big year. Uh, Evan, we can find your stuff uh, on Twitter. You're E underscore Thorpe 22, right? Yes. There you go. Uh, check out all the stuff that uh, Evan's doing for us for the win. Enjoy the NBA season. I'll have Evan back on at some point to to talk all things NBA. And and thanks, uh, Evan, for joining us. Thank you for having me.